This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Rafur Shalema Hanabat Elki, Rachel Leah. Also for Shalema Rav Shalom Ben Yamina, Rav Dani Mitzar, Simcha Nasa Ben Sisil, and Chanabat Adel, and also Succession Shemayim Elisheva Navaka, Diel Ben Elisheva, Emir Ben Elisheva, Shefa Ben Elisheva, Reina Malkovet Basha. Please rate and share the podcast. And December 20th, I think the third night of Hanukkah, we're going to be in New York for a beautiful singles event. Also, if, if people want to go there for relationships, but it's going to be a really, really beautiful event. Um, strongly recommend to go. All right, we have a great, great concept today. Um, beautiful concept. I don't know if everybody had a little bit of a struggle this week, but I definitely had a little bit extra of a struggle this week. Specifically, fighting for happiness this week. Fighting. There's, and, and until today's cl- today, I was learning today in the morning. And now I, it all came together. Like, why did I, I just... Normally, I, I have every single toolbox in the book, you know. This, if I don't go this, I do this. If I don't do this, I do this. If I don't do this, I do this. It's, it's a matter of which... What do you need to do? And this week, it was just, no matter what I pulled, it was a tremendously difficult this week. Um, and, and it's funny how this week itself, we're actually, it's exactly... Once I, I read the, um, the teaching from this morning, what I want to t- talk about, it's exactly what I went through, and it's probably what you went through too. So if you had a little extra fight this week, there's a reason why. And the main fight this week, I don't know if everybody else felt it, but the main fight was for joy. That was the key, the fight, fight fighting for simcha. So where do, where, do we, where do we take this concept? So we know that any time, we spoke about this many, many times, that the purpose of pain is to get you to a higher consciousness. That is the tachlis. That is the main point of every, every struggle that you go through. The main point is to get you to a higher struggle, which is the concept, we know this from this week, which is the concept of Yaakov is the heel. He became, after the struggle, he became Yisrael. So what does that mean practically? That means after any struggle, the reward you get for any struggle is one thing, is a higher level of consciousness, a different way of viewing the world. Rav Nachman says this in Lesson 65, how do you know that you handled a situation well or not? Is if you come out of it completely different, if you're a better person, if you're, if you're, it's, that's the whole problem here. The whole problem is either you're coming out better or you're stuck in the past. There's no, there's, it's either you're in the, you take the elevator or you're up or down. There's no other way. It's, it's a very scary thing because it's either you take have a moon and you grow from it or you, or you get stuck. It's pretty much, that's exactly what happened. God has, your soul is constantly growing and this fight between Yaakov and, 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 and the angel Vesav is, is a fight that we all go through and it's something that we have to go through because and the whole point of it is to get you to the concept of Yisrael. Yisrael means expanded consciousness, which means looking at the world differently, looking at everything differently, getting into a growth mindset, which is very similar to what we speak about. But the, the fight itself is a fight against joy, which we're going we're gonna to take this concept today. You're going you're gonna to hear what they said when, they, when we speak about the Yaakov 
crossed a river named Yavok. Yavok itself represents the numerical value of 112. Okay, the numerical value of 112 is the name of 86, which is the, the, God, the name God uses in order to, to create a concealment, which is the name of, of Din, Hateva, Din, just, Justice, and the name 26, which is Mercy. So crossing the river, you have to recognize it was all one. That river represents that you made it. You crossed the river. You, 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 you crossed the, 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 uh, the, the struggle, and now you went into growth. So let's, say, let's take a look at the story, and you'll see how this, you just, all you have to do is take the story and just plug in your situation. <laughs> That's it. It's no, there's nothing new under the sun. But the fight, the fight itself, is definitely, it's a mind game. Because at the end of the day, you've gone through this before. And you know, at the end of the day, you know what, I grew from it, I'm happy I went through it. Okay, so why are we, why are we not just doing it now? It's because that's the, there's still a fight. There's still a mental fight that we all have to go through. So it says, it was a faithful, faithful night with, with, with the nation of Israel. Yaakov was fighting with this, this nearly impossible battle. At the end, not only was Yaakov not defeated, but he achieved victory. As a result of this, where Rabnatan tells us, as a result of this, we're going to take a look at the halachas from Rabnatan. As a result of this, no Jew would ever be left in the dark. How does a person fight and win? This is, what we're, this is how he takes it. And, and he takes this, this whole concept on the emphasis. Also, this is written by Raphael Kramer, Rabbi Kramer's son. How do we take this whole concept to our lives? So, the whole point here is what he's saying here, that after we know the story, that Yaakov sent messengers against Esav. Esav was, uh, was occupied with 400 men. What does Esav represent today? What does Esav even So Yaakov, we spoke about this many times. The concept of Yaakov is finding the essence in everything. Yaakov found the Chachma in everything. He found the essence. He found the, the depthness in everything. Where Esav was a concept of depression, immediate gratification, no light. Esav's concept is, if Esav didn't have such, the, such sadness, he would, have never, he would have never given up so much. The whole point is here, is that sad, sadness makes you give up in life. That is the essence here. When, when there's sadness, you give up. So what's the opposite of sadness when you can't deal with the situation? Surrender. Faith. Bittal. That you could do. So this week, I went into a lot of bittal. Just bittal. A lot, of, a lot of surrendering. Because when you can't deal with the fight itself, you just have to surrender. Not surrender, I'm, uh, that means I give up. Surrender means right now, I don't have the capacity to deal with this right now. I need, I need to go into a muna. Because the way I'm looking at it right now, is not, it's not doing anything. I'm going to lose the war. My perspective right now is not so good. And remember, we can't get from a, from, a, from a smaller perspective to a greater perspective right away. You have to first go into, first recognize your, your perspective is off. That's the Dalid. That's understanding you're in Dalut. Then you have to go into a Muna. Then you have to go into a Muna, ask for help. Then you get the Yud, and that makes the hay. I can't go from a Dalit to a hay in two seconds because of my emotions. I have to go from a Dalit, add the Yud, and go, into, and go into the hay. So not only was this, this fight literally went to the break of dawn, but what happened is at the end of the fight, 
He says, let me go. I have to go. And, and, and the angel says, let me go. He says, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And the blessing he got was that his name would no longer be Yaakov. His name would be Yisrael. So when's the last time you asked a person who, a complicated mother-in-law, to give you a blessing? Or a husband or a wife or whatever faculty, whatever you got going on in your life? Or a boss or a friend or anything in life. We just take the character. When's the last time you asked them for a blessing? Do you recognize that difficult people actually make you stronger? And difficult people actually get, get you to be more merciful and get you to attract better things in heaven. If, you under, if we understood that, we would ask them for a blessing. Imagine asking your, your proposed enemies, which they're really messengers, same thing, for a blessing. Thank you for that. If it wasn't for that, I would never be here today. Would you ever think of that? Imagine the guy robbed you. And because you got robbed, you ended up going to another business which you became very successful. You have to literally thank him. That's the whole point here. You have to ask for a blessing for the, from, the pers- from the situation because the situation has a blessing. But the blessing only comes when you can muster up the strength to win that fight. And you have to believe in it. And this is where Yaakov demanded from a blessing. It's a confirmation and acknowledgement. The reason why he also, he also fought this war is because he wanted to prove that Yaakov didn't merit that didn't get the, the bracha. It was Yisrael deserved the bracha. So he had to get to the consciousness of Yisrael. So this is a very practical example for us. That means the blessings come when you go into a heightened consciousness. When you, the minute you flip from Yaakov, which is the heel, to Yisrael, which is the head, when the minute you do that, you're flipping the switch and you get the blessings of expanded consciousness. And remember, an expanded consciousness very simple. We attract better things. When you get into expanded consciousness, you expect better things. Imagine if you run your business and you're very controlled and you have trust in God and, and you run one store well. Then there's no problem for God to give you another store. You know what you're doing. But if you can't handle the one store and every little thing that goes wrong, you're yelling at everybody. But please, Hashem, I pray that Morocco should win the World Cup so everybody shalom by should be good with Hashem. But at the end of the day, imagine if you can't even handle emotionally one little situation. How could you ask for more? You'll never get it. So you have to have enough pain in life to get through this. So what is, how does Ramnatan take this whole story and make it practical to us? What is the real fight about? The fight is over Simcha. The fight is over Simcha. It's not about, because I just told you a thousand times, that I've, told, I've said this possible. Through joy you will go out. So we know that the exit strategy for any one of our situations is going into joy. And sometimes going into joy requires you to have a belief that things are going to be better. That things are going to be good and it's going to get good and I can free my mind. I don't have to get stuck in this. So you almost have to take the... You almost have to jump in without uncertainty what's going to happen. When you do that... That will get you into joy, and that will free you from your problem. So many times, when we, when, for example, when we were in Moldova, you know, we're dancing in, in the middle of an airplane, where we have no idea what the hell's going to go on with this, with this, how to get back to, 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 to London, Paris, wherever I was going, Turkey. You, what are you doing dancing in the middle of, an, in the middle of an airport where you don't even know what's going to go on your flight? You're in the middle of Moldova, it's one o'clock in the morning, and you have no idea how to get home. 
and you start dancing. Or where there's real decrees, where the Rabbi Nachman had, there was decrees of 20,000, they, they were going to draft these, these, the, all, the, all, the, all the kids to go into the Cantonese armies. You got a real decree. What are you doing? You're going to start dancing? Because it's exactly what we need to do in life. You need to start dancing in the middle of the storm. Not wait for the storm to be over. When you start dancing in the middle of the storm to be over, in the middle of the storm, the storm is already over. Because the only way you can get defeated is through sadness. And what happens when you get into sadness is a whole different ballgame. Once you get into sadness, then that's where the majority of all the sins in Klippot come. So Rabbi Nathan tells us brilliantly, and he tells us, when we do a mitzvah with simcha, when we do something positive with joy, and again, today, this week, I, was in, I, was, I, I overslept yesterday, I didn't do his bow to do, so the situation just got worse and worse. And then here you go, I need this for this organization, I did this for this organization. And there was no joy in me giving that person money. I was like, oh, here, just go, leave me alone. And you could see what a... What a what a ritual effect. The next thing you know, you're giving class, the next thing you know, you don't have, you don't have anything to do with, that, with anybody. It's such a fast bite. Like Rabbi Nachman says, the bite of the serpent, it's like a bite. And, and you should understand that I also, because I missed that his brother Dut and I saw what a day I had when I don't have it, I appreciated the fact that I do have it. So even that gave me a, a, a practical lesson, like, oh my God, you know, sometimes we do his brother Dut, we're like, okay, what happened today? Don't do it, and you see what, what, what your life has looked like. You take for granted when you're exercising, you're doing good. Don't exercise. Eat, eat like crap today, and you'll see what, how you feel today. And you're like, oh my God, it's a whole different world. So that's another thing we need to understand. When we don't do it, and we don't get it off the chest, we just compound this entrance that becomes vicious. So Rabbi Nathan tells us here, when we're doing a mitzvah with a boy, we're, we're actually getting rid, you're getting the... Basically, the, the, the Esav lives, and the other side, they live on sorrow. That means if I want to feed my enemy, the best way to feed it is by be, being, God forbid, sadness and depressed. We're not talking about clinical here, but we're talking about a hopeless mindset. Because the, the Shekhinah is in exile. Now, what happens with practically the Shekhinah is in exile? Then who's getting the Shefa? Who's getting all this energy? It's the other side. The other side lives on this. Because if the other side's main purpose is to get your falling holiness. For example, let's say I don't believe in prayer. So I pray. That prayer is going nowhere. So those prayers get hijacked by the other side. And you're actually feeding the other side. So when we don't do something with joy, we're actually feeding the other side. And the other side gets substance. How do we know this? When we say, when we eat, we wash our hands, we give them. You give the other side just a little bit so they go away. But what happens is, is when you're eating and you're stuffing your face and you're eating, and then they get everything from you. And what does that mean they get everything? Practically, they get your energy. When you have energy, you're connected to holiness. When you have no energy and you're drained out mentally inside, they're getting, who's taking your energy from you? How could one day I have so much energy and the other day I can't, I don't have energy. Where's my energy going? Who's taking it from me? Where is it going? It's the other side getting it. And how does it get you? It gets you through this concept called klipot. We just had a conversation that you know you can you can have a relationship and end the relationship. It doesn't mean you're fine. There's a lot of residue of stuff that develop in that relationship, and there's a lot of baggage 
that now needs to be purified and cleansed. But imagine not cleansing yourself in that relationship. Next thing you go into another relationship, you build more residue, and then you get more residue. So imagine what kind of clarity you're going to have. So our job is, is to recognize that. Number one, we have to embrace all cleansings. If you have a cleansing in heaven, if, if heaven gives you a financial cleansing, accept the cleansing, because without the cleansing, you'll never re- realize what a blessing is. You know, there's nothing worse than when you have, let's, you know, you'll have like, you know, a guy being presented a, a great business, and, and the guy finds 25 problems in the business. It's like there's no, there's no, there's no not even an opportunity for the person. So sometimes we ourselves create that by this concept of this, when we don't, when we fall into sadness, and, and again, one thing is to fall into sadness, but next thing, you know, after the sadness comes now a sex addiction, and now comes a food addiction, and now comes this. So now you've just, you've created such a compound effect of garbage, that now you have to deal with the garbage, and now you have to go back still to the original issue. So this is why it's very, very important. Try to avoid going out of bounds. And the way you do that is by trying to faith it till you make it or just doing whatever you can not to fall into that area because that is where you have the most danger of, of falling. Doing a mitzvah with happiness takes, awakens the power of the, of the world and returns to the God. It brings light and abundance to the world and sadness is eliminated. Therefore, it, and it raises the sheen out of exile. This is why it's written about the final redemption. For through joy you will go out, since happiness cancels out sadness and at the same time raises the sparks of vitality that fell into the side of evil. So what Rav Nachman is telling us here, the evil inclination always tries to pursue you to sin. It gets you on the sin. And then what happens? It gets you to not let it go. It gets you to say, I shouldn't have sinned, I'm nobody, I keep on doing it. And you fall into tremendous amounts of sadness and depression because of that sin. And if you could say, what you should say is, creator of the world, I made a mistake, but now I'm going to depart from evil and do good. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Instead of going out of bounds, I got to go right into and, and approach the issue and do a mitzvah. Do something positive, because at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is get rid of the, change the momentum. So this is where it comes, where when we're in these moods, this is the last thing you want to do is run, do a mitzvah with joy. It's the last thing you want to do. And it's the last thing you want to think about. But that's where you have to go muster up the strength. So sometimes it could be calling a friend. Hey, how are you doing? Get out of your head. Giving charity. Trying to do flip, get that flipping momentum so you don't fall into deeper and deeper. Because remember, when you're in that state, a regular uh, conversation now becomes, what do you need? <laughs> Next thing, you, you know, it becomes, it just becomes a, a real, real, real vicious effect. And believe me, the fight was not over the situation, was over what happened in the situation. It's very, very important to understand that. So the, the, the Rav Natan explains here that the struggle between Esav and, and Yaakov is a struggle between Simcha and, God forbid, sadness. Simcha and sadness. That is the main struggle that a person should understand. And you should understand. Now, why do I have to go through that struggle in the first place? Because if you don't go through that struggle, then there's no blessing. 
you understand? So I have to go through the struggle regardless because that struggle allows me to now ask for a blessing. And if I didn't get asked for that struggle, I would never get. Now, very, very important to understand this concept. Now, how do I practically, there's a great, great, great quote by uh, Byron Katie. She has, she has this concept called the work. And, I asked, and there was one quote that really resonated with me. Let me read you the quote. Because obviously, all sadness is really, it's not the situation, it's, it's your perspective, number one. It's your perspective, 90% is your perspective, 10% is a reality. So either we can, you know, get better, or drop our expectations, or change the perspective. She says something really, 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 really important. One, one, one other line says, if you want to be sad, nobody can make you happy. That means if you make a decision that you want to be sad, Nobody in the world is going to make you happy. Not your husband, not your mother, not your president. Nobody's going to make you happy. And if you want to be happy, nobody can make you sad. That's true. That's a decision. You have to make a decision to say, if I want to be happy, nobody's going to change me. But if I want to be sad, nobody's going to make me happy. Because that has nothing to do with the outside. It has to do with the inside. That was, that was given by another part. But, but her line was... People try so hard to let go of the negative behavior and thoughts. Not only does it not, it doesn't work over a long time, but it maybe it works for a short time if you're trying to just let them go. What does Rabbi Nachman tell us? It tells us something different. It tells us get out of the imagination. So what does she say? I didn't let go of my negative thoughts. I questioned them and then they let go of me. And so did my addictions and depressions. Look at that. A lot of depths in that line. A lot of depths. What Rav Nachman is saying here, which is exactly the Torah about Madame, that all really sadness is not looking at the situation, is looking at the imagination of the catastrophe that you created in that situation that you create now. I'm going to be in a permanent situation. Let's say you had a bad date. All you're going to say, this is the way it always is. My whole life I'm going to be single. Let me go freeze my eggs. Next thing you know, you're 10 years ahead of the line. And all you're doing is you had a bad date. That's it. All it was is a bad date. But you, because of that, ba- that date, it triggered so much unworthiness and so much despair and it led you into some kind of anxiety panic. So what she's saying is, don't let go of the negative thought. Very similar to, to David Hawkins' wor- work, which don't let, f- forget the feelings, focus on the feeling, not the thoughts. But she says, I question them and let go, and they let go of me. I question them and then let go of me. So how does something live? It lives through energy. The more you feed into it, but if you don't feed into it, let's say I have resentment towards my spouse. And if I keep on thinking about all the things that my spouse is not doing for me, I'm going to find a thousand things. Because you're living with somebody. They've made mistakes. But if you flip the switch into gratitude, you won't see them. So she has a concept called the work. She has a concept, she has four questions you have to ask yourself. Number one, is this true? So this, let's say that bad day that turned into a permanent hysteria. Is this true? Is it true I'm not gonna be married? Is it true? No. Is it 100% true that you're not going to be married? So she's, the first question is, is it true? And then what's the next question? 
Can you absolutely, let's say you do say it's true. Second, can you absolutely be 100% sure it's truth? And usually you'll say, mm, I don't know, maybe it's not really true. Maybe it's just a fear. Maybe I'm just having a bad day. Number three, how do you react to what happens when you believe that thought? So how do you, how do you react when you believe that thought? You get anxious, you have fear, you panic, and you shut down. Who would you be without that thought? Confident, trustworthy, etc. That's her work. She wrote, she wrote a book on, many books. She wrote a book on, I think this book is called, uh, I forgot Loving her name. Huh? Loving, what is. Loving what is. Loving what is. That's exactly her work. But it's beautiful, the concept. Don't question. Sometimes you're too bothered by the thought. Find out what, what, what's the energy behind the thought. And she has a whole, whole worksheet on relationships and that most of what happens in relationships, which is, which is very, very connected to our, to our happiness, etc. Because we have a certain expectation and sometimes we're afraid to give or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's really, really, really it's all imagination. It's all accumulation of everything. When somebody tells you, you triggered me, what does that mean practically? How come two people can't get triggered? One person gets triggered by perfume. Another person doesn't get triggered by perfume. It's because you, you haven't dealt with that wound. You haven't healed it. You have not healed the wound. If you healed it, it wouldn't trigger you. It would be a, a scar. Right? It's only there if you don't heal it. And if you avoid it, you can't heal it. So this is where you really, really, really have to go in there and question. Instead of worrying about the th- Is it true? It's all it is, is one bad date. That's all it is. But it, it takes that bad date to all of a sudden create that hysteria. Or it takes that, I lost, my, uh, I, lost, I lost money in the stock market. Next thing you know, I got to sell my house. I got to do this. I'm not going to be happy. My wife's not going to be happy. There's so much dimion, illusions, that are created from a single thing. It's because we're not dealing with the fundamental issues which is the daily work of getting rid of fears, etc. That means if you worked on... The, the problem is very simple. If I, work on, if I have an offensive strategy and I constantly work on my trust, I cannot get triggered by, a bad, by losing money on a deal. I will never have those thoughts. They will never even come to me. So I don't even have to question them or let them go because I'm going to let them go right away because I have a different belief. But if you are not working on this, and you keep on accumulating this. Boom. Here it comes. Opens up Pandora's box. And that's where the, the Yetzirah attacks you. The Yetzirah attacks you. So what you should really see is, again, everybody in your life that's coming to your life, that every business, every situation that's coming to your life is nothing more than a lesson. It's nothing more than a lesson. And if that lesson comes back and back, it's all there to heal you. It's all there so you can heal. Otherwise, you wouldn't be healing. And if the pattern is not over and over again, you wouldn't recognize it. So this is where, where are you going to run to? There's nowhere to run. And this is where the, 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 the fight, after the fight, nobody's saying you're not going to struggle. But after you struggle, that struggle eventually leads you to the expanded consciousness. Because if you handle that struggle... It leads you to the expanded consciousness. And this is where, if our attitude is, is the same, 
If we had constantly had that attitude, that when we have that struggle, we get sad again. And we're human beings. We're all human beings. But if you get into sadness, and if you get into victim mode again, and if you get into that same mindset, then this is an abusive person next. Then we attract another abusive relationship. And then we attract another abusive relationship. I'm not saying there is not abusive relationships. But obviously, we don't want to be the person that's always getting the test and not getting the lesson that's happening. Because that's the whole point. You know, I'm, I'm about to walk into my recovery centers and I'm going to tell them pretty much the same story. That if you don't understand that this is a spiritual awakening, I don't care what you're taking. It's a spiritual awakening. If you don't understand, I'm here for a spiritual awakening. Whatever happened in my life was a result of taking this personal low self-esteem, my unworthiness. Unless I make that flip, that I will, but that struggle will come. But after a struggle, if you handle it well, you do get a blessing. That is the story of this week. There is a blessing at the end of the day. There's a blessing after a struggle. But if you lose your struggle, your only reason why you lose a struggle is because you gave up on the struggle. You gave up on the struggle, period. And you giving up is because of sadness. Sadness causes you to give up. If you still have faith, you're going to win. So here you go. If you think you win, you will win. And if you think you can't, you will also. And this is not positive moment. This is the partial of the week. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it comes to your mindset. You have to find a way to push, to either use your imagination to create optimism, use your imagination to put yourself in a different place, but you, can, you have to get out of your head. Your head, your brain is not there to, your brain is there to rationalize you, not to save you. Your heart is there to save you. Your brain is not there to save you. Your brain is there just to rationalize things. And if you can't overcome that and understand that you have to go above the head, this is why Keter, Keter really is above the head. Chochmah, Bin, and Da'at is, is in the head. But Keter, Will, is above the head. It's, it's above. And that's where we can use desire to overcome our, 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 our petty thinking and our thinking, and etc. So this is, this is a, it's a beautiful concept. First, try to dissect the sadness. Use Byron Katie's work. First, before you, you think it's over, just question the thoughts and see if they're real. And usually when you have a new thought, what am I sad about? It's just a bad day. I was overthinking it. And believe me, I know this as a water person, that I, I know the first thing, because I'm very sensitive, is super make a drama out of it. If you deal with Scorpios, you know, they make a drama out of everything. But that's all because it's, that's, that's Dari Sahara. Super emotions, super drama. You got to take the drama out. And by saying, is this, did, did, did I get, did that, did that comment really, was that really offensive? Or did I take it too personal? It was just a comment. It's a reflection. Why am I, why is this comment bothering me so much? That is what I should got to deal with. Why is this comment bothering me? What about me is triggered by that comment and what do I need to work on? That is only there to do, is to get that lesson from that situation. And then you take it up in prayer the next morning. Create the world. If there's an unworthiness, if there's an anger in me, if there's a resentment, eliminate it from me. Save me from this. Save me from this petty thinking. Because we got to get to a point, 
If I could told you, if I could tell you that to get to the peak of peak is you will only walk around seeing the, 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 the godliness in everybody. The peak of the peak, which we all have to ask to get to, that I should only see the godliness in everybody. I should only see the godliness. Even if a person is uh, full in mud, I should see, okay, he got mud, he mud but he's still a, there's still godliness in that person full of mud. That is where you got to get to. But if you don't see the, the godliness in you, and you don't see that, then everybody else is, 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 is in, the, in the same mud as you. So this is where I, I, I really, really try to get to, create the work. Let me see the godliness in everybody. That means I would, that means I've had to master enough compassion in myself that I would see only the good in people. And if we get to that level, that's the Tony Robbins energy. That's the David Hawkins. That's the, the ones that really, really made it big is because they see they're at that state of consciousness. They're at that really, really state of consciousness. That's in the secular level. The rabbis, obviously, the Rabbi Rush, can, he, can, he, can Rabbi Rush see ugliness in people? He couldn't do it, even if he tried. Rabbi Rush could never will talk bad about anybody. He could never see an ugliness in a person. And, you, and believe me, I sat with him Rosh Hashanah dinner. And you could see the people that come in there. They look like some of them coming from gangs and, and, and all they want to do is hug him. What is a guy coming from a gang with 25 tattoos going to hug Rabbi Rush? Is because they see, they see. They, when you look at a tzaddik, it's, it's the perfection of what you're missing. So the, when we look at these rabbis, again, that's what we hope that we sh- all rabbis should be with this energy. Then the whole world would change, but that's a whole different story. But we should see in a rabbi the godliness, what we're missing. We should get to a, a sense of embarrassment of what we're seeing. Today, unfortunately, it's not so common, that, that feeling. But... That's what we really, really have to get to. And this is what we have to also understand. That to the extent that we let go of our pettiness and we take these lessons and, we, and we're able to take, okay, create the world, I have a, I have a, a complicated, that's, the, that's, your, yeah, that's your fight with Yaakov and Esau. That's your fight with Yaakov and Esau. Yes, I have to deal with this fight. I have to deal with trauma. I have to deal with this. That's my fight. But if you give me the strength to fight it by not being sad, I will get a blessing afterward. And the blessing would be an awakening. You know, we're all going to these, everybody's going to these, you know, the new you. Awaken the new you, right? Uh, you know, the giant within. What do you think this is? It's? Who, how do you get to the giant within without going through a situation and now doing a different thing? That is the giant within you. It's the high consciousness within you. That's what we all have to get to. Man, should bless us all. That we should, again, fight the, fight the fatigue. We've given you many, many tools. Question them. Surrender if you don't have the head. Take a break. But what, do a mitzvah. Go in the opposite direction. But whatever you do, don't dwell and give it energy. That is what fuels the problem. The dwelling on it, giving energy, catastrophizing at the end. Do the exact opposite. Go in the complete different direction. This is where Rabbi Nachman says something beautiful. He says, if you have a guy digging, if let's say two guys are in a, 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 across the street, two neighbors are across the street, and one is digging, one is digging underneath the house to try to get to you. If you go in his direction, you know what's going to happen? You're only going to let him get to you quicker because you're helping him halfway. What you need to do is you need to go the other direction. 
Because if you dig and you go attack a person directly, all you're doing is allowing that person to achieve their goal right away. And you're helping him achieve their goal. But you, what you have to do is you have to turn the other direction. Turn the other direction. Shem, help us all. Have a great day.